Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very metropolitan episode mm-hmm. of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. And I'm a real New Yorker. Yeah. My name is Ian Brodsky. So, by Glee standards, you're a real New Yorker because presumably you've had a makeover and also maybe you've gotten scammed by a homeless person. I forgot about you've had a makeover and that's how you know you're a real New Yorker. Wow. Yeah. Way, to, way to bring that back. Thank you for keeping me in check. Yeah, so I assume you've done both of those things. Indeed. All right. Um, well, yeah, folks, if you cannot guess, we're here today to discuss season five, episode 14, called New New York, which kind of feels like its own mini season like episode one of yes of this new series that they've made up but they're shoehorning into their own show yeah yes this had season premiere energy this truly should have been like a season or a series premiere of a spinoff i mean because well like that's the gag right is that this is just an entirely different show and like this was the plan the plan was Uh to split into two shows a new york show and an ohio show instead they tried to combine them case in point you saw what happened and now they were like actually fuck ohio um let's let's just just, all move out of ohio let's bail way a lot of ohioans do yep let's bail halfway through season five and just make it into a different show and the way they bail the middle the midway through season five yeah is as if there was a massive time jump which there was it seems so i mean yeah yes like that's like the framing that they use because we get this glee cap so um here's the weird thing glee cap talks like talks about will like will needs to get a new job we don't see will he's not here no No. matthew morrison is gone rip um (laughs) And, like, a sort of fly-by mention of Brittany and Santana on their vacation, I guess, to explain why they're, why they're not, not here. here this week. Yeah, yeah I, I clocked that, too. Um, and also some, like, very important exposition dropped in this Glee cap. Yeah. Rachel is six months into making her Broadway dr- dream come true at Funny Girl. But it's almost opening night. It's almost opening so night. So I assumed that meant six months from the moment she got hired. Right. But then, like, in the opening scene, we get, after the Glee Cap, we get a lore drop where, yes. um, what's his name? I, oh, his, I, the character's name was Sydney, but I don't know who that actor is. Michael Lerner. Okay. He's been on, he's on TV, you know. Yes, absolutely. He, he was an elf. Yes. You've probably yes. seen him in elf. Um, so, yeah, Sydney Sweeney, who is the producer the isn't sydney sweet wait the no. character's name is also sydney sweeney no it's sydney green i just okay you just freudian slip sweet sydney sweeney is... into the universe. sydney sweeney's an actress right 
Yes. She's the actress who's currently maybe lying about having been a universal tour guide, which is the most I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw a TikTok that was like, because Sydney Sweeney was like, and a fun fact about me is I used to be a universal tour guide. But then when like pressed, couldn't give any details and other tour guides have been like, I don't think that's true. But like, what a bizarre thing to make up. Yes. So anyway, that's why Sydney Sweeney's on my brain. This man's name is Sydney Green. And he's okay. the producer, maybe, of uh, Funny Girl. And he's like, yes. Rachel, you've been so patient with us having to do those out-of-town runs. And then Santana quit and we restaged the whole show. So, Ian, of course, you know what's coming. I ask. <laughs> Please. Does this... Do you get hired to open a Broadway show and then get sent to do, like, a mini tour... A touring version for an unknown amount of time? mostly no so a lot of ways that this can go down not a lot of ways but the main way that this goes down specifically with new productions of new shows Mm -hmm. is that you may be hired to do a regional production of an out-of-town tryout of a show that's aiming for broadway yeah uh so like famously wicked was in san francisco for a little bit before it moved to broadway um a lot of shows, Tommy just did that in Chicago, now it's going to Broadway. That's yep. not exactly what I'm talking about, but also The Wiz did that as well. So they mm-hmm. did um, an out-of-town run, anticipating moving to Broadway, and now they're here. Um, So, a pre-Broadway tour is rarer. I haven't heard of it happening necessarily, but that doesn't mean it can't. But, to answer your question more directly... You would be hired to do that first contract, to do that out-of-town or touring contract. And then, whether it's right of first refusal, whether it's, like, re-auditioning, like, they're, like, it coming to Broadway. It does not guarantee you your Broadway shot. Kristen Chenoweth and uh, Idina Menzel were in that out-of-town run of Wicked, correct? Yes. But then they moved to Broadway with it. Um it's your Ben Platt being in Dear Evan Hansen from, like, exactly. first breath all the, the way in. Yeah. So it happens, but it wouldn't be like, we're hiring you to open on Broadway, but you've already been hired for the Broadway show that we already know is happening, but we are going to go make you do an out-of-town or out-of-towns run right. first. Surprise. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like they needed it by accident. Like, somehow it sounded like Santana quitting caused like such upset that they had to bring it out of town and restage the whole show right like and we know what when where and why so they graduated in the summer and now it is late fall based on outfits so like right it could be november we don't know (laughs) it's 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 coat weather which means it's been at least a season and a half in real time yes so yes um yeah whatever it's dumb after that lord but it's just to be like look everyone's been here a while like the only function it serves yes like everyone who moved here has already been here a while we don't have to go through the like i'm young and hip in new york city they're like we're established we're here right Um, exactly and the reason for this is also that rachel is now a big enough star that she's getting a town car on call okay i feel like you don't get that you got i'm like 95 percent positive you'd have to negotiate that and even then i feel like it would be you get that when you're a little bit more established of a 
Like, once you get a Tony out of it, then you can negotiate a town car. When it might be, like, dangerous for you to be on the subway. Well, just when contract negotiations yeah. or renegotiations yeah. come up. Um, which I think, I, I, I forget exactly, but I think when shows win Tonys, there is the ability or the opportunity to renegotiate contracts. Oh, yeah, good for them. But right. anyway, giving it to Rachel, like, you're a star, have a town car, is right. probably... Not, not really. Probably not. But Especially it, if she doesn't have an agent to negotiate that on her behalf. No. Um, but she gets the car, and to celebrate, she sings uh, Downtown. By... But first, may I just mention, oh, may I just call out two things. One, Pause. in this universe, Funny Girl is playing at the St. James Theater on 44th Street. Yes. And which is across from Phantom of the Opera, which I love that they were clearly on site doing that yes. because it was like, hey, Phantom, how you doing, girly? Rip to Phantom. Man, rip to Phantom. But yes, you are correct. Uh, the first song almost right off the bat is Downtown. Yeah. Um, by what? Petunia Clark. But it right. has been covered by several people. So. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good song. I like this song. And yeah, then Rachel same. singing it, like sticking her head out of the car, which like dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we like cut and turn like a corner and Kurt's coming out of a subway thing, singing it. And then Blaine walks around and he meets Kurt with some bodega coffee and they're singing. And then Artie's like wheeling through whatever park that is. Washington Square, Thank baby. Thank you. And he's singing it and he's bumped into by Sam. And you're like, okay, here it is. Here's your cast. Um, it's our welcome to New York, uh, but not that song. Right. I don't know if that's Man. how... Hold on. I gotta find out now. Are, are you talking the Taylor Swift song? Of course I am. Um, I think it was out by then. That song came out October of 2014. This was released April 1st of 2014, which I don't think okay. I said at the top, so there you go. Oh, yeah. I think we jumped right into it. Got but too yes, excited. Um... um so, no, she could not have, they could not have used Taylor Swift's Welcome to New York, um, which makes no. sense because I really do think they would have tried. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because, you know, um, they would have had Kurt and Blaine sing the line about, you can love who you love, boys and boys and girls and girls or whatever. So. I, I do not know the lyrics to that song except for Welcome to New York, It's Been Waiting for You. It's Been Waiting for You. Yeah, there's a whole thing about you can... Yeah, that's the line. I've already told you okay. it. Um, yes. <laughs> that's the line. Hooray. Um, I will say two things. One, mm -hmm. the song fits Rachel's voice really nicely. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's nice to see a number that fits a singer's voice. Yes, we don't get that a lot lately. We don't get that a lot lately. We're really grateful for this. And this just oozed of reminders of when Rachel Berry came to New York on the train and we were like, yep. that's Mary Tyler fucking Moore. Yeah. Like, this is a hat-throwing moment. I, I was waiting for her, her to throw her on. hat. Um, the whole episode. Here is a review for you as we were watching yes. this. And Zach goes, this is pretty good. <laughs> Which, as you know, yeah. for the Zach meter, that's like the highest High praise. praise. And he's like, this is, yeah. this is pretty good. So yeah, good song, fun song. Yeah. Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. <laughs> uh, which is wild to think that in the same universe where, like, we could have gone to college with Rachel Berry, 
we could have just all been in New York at the same time, yeah. hanging out at Washington Square Park. Got to run into Rachel Berry right around the corner. Yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying. So they all meet up. Especially because, sorry, cause yeah. I'm just thinking, because especially because this was when my roommate was working on Pippin at the time. And they talk about so Pippin. So it's just like, they do. Like, the fact that, like, we could have just been running in the same circles at that okay. time is just bananas. I don't know if this is true at all. This is just, like, the vibes I'm going off of. But I feel like Pippin could use, like, a Kurt type. Ooh. I feel like a Kurt type would have a, a role in Pippin. Kurt in Pippin uh, as Pippin, mm-hmm. probably. But he could be Lewis as well. Like, he would fit. That... Like, even Chris Colfer could yeah. fit that, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, a Chris Colfer type and a Kurt type are shockingly similar, so. <laughs> yeah, large uh, cross-section. Um, yeah, so they all meet up in the park, and Rachel's like, I've got yeah. this fancy car now, let's go to lunch, I'll take you out to lunch, because I am making, I apparently have a lot of money from not being in Funny Girl yet. Um, from, from having been in Funny Girl and now being in Funny Girl again soon. Yes, and then she invites her and her four friends into a car that holds five people so four people really because one of them is a driver uh so i don't know what her plan was even before the driver's like well you've got too much crap in the car so i can only take i can't take that many people um what was she doing with so much crap in the car she's famous ian she has material possessions and a giant ass loft in brooklyn well that she just moved back into Right, you're right. They do mention that, yeah. So she takes Blaine and Kurt and leaves Artie and Sam to meet them at the restaurant. Yes. Um, Sad that Artie's unable to get a cab. It was just a little detail Mm -hmm. that I I picked out. Um, And then we cut to Clayne in the loft. Blaine is making blueberry pancakes. Um, Also, like, in this moment when, uh, I don't know, Blaine and kurt are talking like yes. they're just talking it's sweet it they're uh, it's very Sam domestic is still there. yeah it's very domestic like uh, hooray but all of the new kids are still credited yes in this scene and i was waiting for them to show up this whole time no but i believe no i believe the credits remains unchanged for a while um where they still get ca- like hailed as season regulars the principal cast yeah no um so yeah Plain are being very domestic. They're like, isn't it great that we live together and also mm-hmm. go to school together? And, like, I thought it would be too much. But, no, it's just so great being together. And uh, they sing Frank Sinatra's uh, You Make Me Feel So Young. Yes. Which I feel like it seems to be – my hypothesis watching this was to make Kurt and Blaine feel as, like – sexless as possible right mm-hmm. they are just um they like they say like oh we're not like an old domestic couple right but like this song really solidifies that they are just like settled in their ways they're just like whatever we're not yeah. a hot young lo- couple in love anymore we're just two old married coots right we're we're your uh, grandparents. Yep, we're singing now. old-timey songs and kissing each other on the cheek. Hooray. Um, it's very sweet. Blaine yeah. all of a sudden sounds like Michael Buble, which is really funny mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's the song, obviously. but like, yeah, Of course, but also like it just sounded like, okay, in a show where like everyone's voice, maybe except for like Rachel and um, Mercedes, 
can sound like anything depending on the production of the song. Mm-hmm. Like this day, I was like, oh, today, uh, Darren Chris sounds like Michael today, Buble. Today, Buble. Today, Buble, baby, baby. Yes, beautiful chef's kiss. Um, so they <laughs> sing their sexless song. Um, and then it is revealed, surprise, Sam also is living with them on the couch. Y- yes, he's been couch surfing for months. You have to talk to him about moving out because this loft has too many people in it. Yes. Sure, fine. Yes. Um, we then cut to perhaps the single funniest line of the episode, which is, I'm rolling Thank here. You. Hey, I'm rolling here. Thank you so much, Glee, for yes. that. Yes, obligatory. Um, um, so it's Artie. Yeah. It's Artie who says that. It's Artie, that. yes. We, it, we, like, we knew that, but we, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, because real New Yorkers take the subway, so he's going to uh, take the subway whenever he gets. Yeah, because he has this whole speech about being like, I was worried about New York being accessible, but, you know, because it's a walkable city, I actually have an advantage because I'm faster on wheels. Yeah. Which, like, okay. I, and he's like, taxis are required to, all taxis have to pick up people in wheelchairs. All buses have to have lifts. But I like to try to take the subway, so I'm like a real New Yorker. Which, great. It's just really sad, even today, that, like, a lot of stations are still not accessible. Yeah, like, even Glee in 2023 would have or 2024 would have very similar problems. Uh, Artie could not live in my neighborhood. No. He like the closest uh, elevator station is about 10 blocks up. Terrible. Um but he's down in a subway station. I didn't clock which one it was. The subway stations are so random and weird here. I didn't clock this one either, but he does get robbed by a guy on crutches yes. who gets away because of stairs. Because of stairs. Um and that sucks. That's that's real not good for Artie. It's a real bummer. Yeah. Um, so then Blaine comes home to Sam playing Roller Coaster Tycoon, which I respect. On, I like love the console, Roller Coaster though, Tycoon. Which I didn't know you could do. I know. It sounds familiar, mm-hmm. but don't quote me on it. I would need fact checking. Um, and Sam's like, yeah, I know you want me to move out. And Blaine's like, oh, well, you know, it's not the worst idea I've heard but of. But we're just concerned about you. Right. And Sam's like, well, I've had n- no auditions. My modeling career is non-existent. But um, also, I hate Mr. it here. <laughs> also, I hate it here. But Mr. Schuster said, like, we should be ourselves. And then uh, Blaine's also like, he also said we should face our fears. Right, because Bla- so. Kurt, no. Sam is like, New York sucks. It's loud and smells like and dirty and smells like garbage. And everyone's paid. It seems like everyone's being paid to be rude to you. And so Blaine's like, no, let me show you the real New York or whatever. And inexplicably <laughs> takes him to Times Square to do a flash mob, I guess. Yeah, right. Uh, I... Okay. Okay. First of all, Sam's already been to Times Square. Yes. Because he was there when they went. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no. Was he? He was there when when Glee took New York the first time. Yeah. I'm sure he was. I can't remember him being there, but... I mean, that was season two or season three. Either way, he was he should there. should have been there. Um, and second of all, I feel like Times... Well, my first thought was Times Square is like the worst person to take someone who's not feeling New York. But then my other yes. thought was, well, if it's someone from Ohio who thinks New York is too, like, dirty and gross, bringing them to Times Square, like, the most sanitized version of New York might actually have the right effect. I mean, fair... Yeah, I mean, you bring them to, like, one of those, like, main touristy areas, Times Square, Columbus Circle, yeah. World Trade. And you're like, or, this like, isn't so bad. 
Or, like, take him to, like, the cool parts of Central Park. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're like, look at all the nature. Right? Like, it's not it's not dirty. Look how cool it is. There's dancers here. Um, yeah, which should... is exactly what happens in Times Square. And we get that song that's not by the Imagine Dragons, but sounds like it's that by song American by authors. the Imagine Dragons. Yes. Best Day of My Life, right? By American Authors? Yes. Which, uh, now I can... I, I meant to look this up earlier. Yep. Because I'm like, I know it's... Because it came out around the same time March, as that first Imagine Dragons this album. This single came out on March 19th of 2013. And it is off of their album, Oh What Oh what a Life, which released in March 3rd of 2014. I, and it sounds like one of the songs on Imagine Dragons' first album, which, like, I don't... I'm, look, I'm literally looking at the track list, and I can't remember for the top of mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. For the top of me. For the life of me. Off the top of my head. Which song? Anyway, it's not important. Imagine Dragons isn't good anymore. That's true. Um, uh, do you want to hear a depressing fact about this song that I just learned by looking it up? Uh, apparently, this song was being written when the Sandy Hook shooting happened, and they decided to write the song to make people feel happy and positive, because that's what was missing from rock and songwriting. So, that's a... Hate that. It's... Yeah. Well, that just makes me feel uncomfortable. I guess you can't help when you're writing your songs about what's happening in the world around you. I mean, true. But, okay, different different podcast. Yep. Different um, podcast, different criticism. I don't want to get into the Sandy Hook shooting more than we already have. No, we've already said too much. Um, yes. So, yeah, they sing Best Day of My Life. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's not Imagine Dragons, but it is American Authors. American Authors is a Jeep commercial song. Uh, a yes. band. And I think that's yes. actually just true because I feel like they were the people who were like, I think that when I was living in Colorado, they were like, you come see them at Red Rocks, the show that like sponsored by like Toyota or something like they were quite right. literally the like. And I'm pretty sure that they were in a car commercial. Yeah, I, I think it was for maybe not Jeep, but like, yeah, it was like a whole thing. But I don't know what song, because it wasn't Best Day of My Life as one of their other songs. Hey, you know who else was in a car commercial? Mm -hmm. Train. Yeah, Train's a big car commercial band. Train had that that drive-by song in some sort of pickup truck commercial. Oh, for sure. Like, I bet there's a a YouTube supercut of... Oh my god, there has to be. Train uh, car commercials. Yes. Uh You know there is. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, but this isn't train cast yet. No, and this works. It, it cures Sam of his ennui or whatever. Right. And he's happy I to mean, be in New York. Hooray. This song must have been a logistical nightmare. Having to get permits to film in Times Square. Having to get, like, the the dance troops yep. coordinated. And then, like, you know that you can't avoid people, like, stopping watching you and film, yeah. watching you film. Which means you're getting all these people in the shot. Right. It's... A nightmare, but This is probably why whatever. they don't film on location most of the time. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to Niata. The one Niata after, classroom. Um, Welcome back. The one Niata classroom after Sam says something funny, stupid about, like, I don't get why they call it Times Square. Something about clocks. I don't see a single clock over here. Right. Like, that. Very, very cute. Um, but yes, balloon work at Niata because it's a mime master class. Yes. 
and it's being taught by Marcel Marceau's illegitimate son, which really made me laugh. Yes. That was really good. Um, Yeah, but Carmen Thibodeau gave Blaine special permission to take this class that Kurt is also in. Um, Yeah, and Kurt is already frustrated with Blaine. We see this in this miming exercise of you are stuck in a box with the person yep. next to you, and that box is getting smaller, smaller. and smaller. It suddenly, because Blaine drops, he's like, yeah, I'm actually in six of your eight classes this semester, and it's like, uh-oh, this is maybe too much Blaine. Yep. And that's fair, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the plot we're dealing with. They, they need some space. Yeah. Like, maybe not emotionally, but, like, physically they need space from each other. Right. Um, and then Sam gets a, a haircut. I'm so sad. Honestly, like, I get why. Yeah. But, like, rip to the ponytail. To the brony tail, as it were. It made it made Sam interesting, and now he's just a white boy with a haircut. I mean, but to be fair, to your point earlier, he got a makeover, so now he's a real New Yorker. Now he's a real New Yorker. That's true. I'll give him that. New Sam Evans has a swoopy haircut. Yep. Um, cuts everyone in the loft. How did Artie get upstairs? How did Artie get upstairs? Who carried Artie up of what? They're like, they're... They're like at least a third five floor or walk six, up, right? Yeah. I, I think they might even be five or six. Like, I feel like they brush it off in one of the first episodes where they live there. Right. But they're, I'm sure you, I'm sure someone can go back and be like, you ranted about how it's a fifth or sixth floor walk up. I don't remember which, but. I'm trying to see if I can find out very fast, but it does not seem uh, to have that information. Oh, well. Yeah, how did Artie get upstairs? Whatever. Rachel's being annoying actor friend. But yes, oh my god, oh my god, she is. And like, not even the good kind, because we had the good annoying actor friend on our show. Yes. This is the bad annoying actor friend. Oh, I can't have the bubbles. They're bad for my voice, but I would right. love some hot water. water a little lemon. Thank uh, you. Kill me. And Artie's like, yeah, like, I got robbed today. Like, my laptop was in there. I'm just feeling super vulnerable and alone. And Rachel's like, I know exactly how you feel. I meant to give a dollar to someone, but they took ten. Yeah. And Artie's like, so you're down nine dollars. What? Yes. And uh, Artie is like, you know, you can't, don't be talking to me because you're, like, so unrelatable now. You're just, like, you don't get it. You've got a town car and people making you drinks and, like, whatever. You're barely even a person anymore. Right. He says you're not even a real person. Yeah, there it is. Good burn. Mm -hmm. Um. And Artie has to go figure out how to put his life back together, and everyone is on edge. Yes. We cut to that guitar shop. Yeah, I was like, oh, Adam Lambert's still on the show. Yeah, um, so was that So was that guitar shop. So Cle- is clearly that was important shop. enough. Um, yeah, Kurt couldn't get any sleep because Blaine brought home a bed bug infested couch. Oh my god, now that's a nightmare. It is. That's Not, a real, real-ass nightmare. The bed bug treatment process is a fucking nightmare. And that's such a huge apartment to have to deal with, too, that doesn't yes. even have, like, walls. You don't, don't fuck with used furniture in New York. I just no. couldn't. No. No. Fuck no. Uh, I can't believe anyone takes any furniture off. Like, no. wooden things, you know, things that were they like. But, like, anything fabric-y. No. There's how, a reason it's out there. How can you take the risk? How? It's old, it's broken, it's infested, or all of the above. Yes. Um, yeah, and Kurt's afraid that it's an omen about their relationship. Yep. It looks okay on the outside, but it's uh, it, it's awful on the inside of it. Yeah. Um, 
he's feeling claustrophobic. He's feeling like he's starting to lose his identity. And Elliot's like, you know what? Let me give you my opinion. I thought you were too young to be engaged, but seeing what you have, you know, I think you got something worth fighting for. Anyway, here's a song I told you about 30 seconds ago. I was telling you, trying to talk to you about this song and you weren't listening. So let me give you my advice, which is you're definitely still meant to be together, but it's cool if you still need some space. Anyway, Um, let's sing some Great Big World. Yes, they sing... Rockstar. Rockstar by Great Big World, Um, which is not the song that most people probably know A Great Big World for. Right. It's very 2014. Yes, yes. Because I listened to this album on loop in 2014. Oh, I love that album. It's definitely like uh, an inspiration for like my work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've met one of the dudes from the band, and he's like super mm. cool. Yeah, he used to work with my boss um, f- at so my funny. day job. Yeah, and so like we actually like my boss introduced us, and we got to chat a little bit, and he's a great dude. Um, and like I love this song as the original song. Yeah, and so, the Glee cover. It, it was a weird cut. It was. Yeah. It was really awkward, and I feel really bad because I wanted the song to be so good. And with Adam Lambert singing it, you're like, okay, this can go really well. It just felt so shoehorned and out of place, though. Like, everyone in – all of the extras look like they, they – even they look like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and, like, the fact that it's in the same stupid guitar shop that they sang in last time, I'm like, okay, you, you milked it once, and it – barely made sense then it really doesn't make sense now why right. you're a back in the guitar shop at all and b why they would let you do another fully fledged performed number there right with such an awkward cut of yeah. the number which like i i can imagine that maybe great big worlds like pr team was like hey we can get your song on glee it'll be great for you oh for sure yeah this was but definitely I, I, one of those but but i feel bad because they botched their song yeah. So bad. I'm like, I don't want to go out and like find the original one, and maybe I'm alone in that. But I also know like how great that original song is. Right. This wouldn't make you want to go and be like, let me learn more about this band, Great Big World, that they mentioned. And they could have done it justice, even by just giving like a minute more conversation of Elliot and Kurt being friends, confiding in each other, and Elliot going, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, I do see that you two have something special. Um, this happens in relationships." You have to, like, hold on, and you have to remember, like, you're more than just that relationship. You have this rockin' band. You are a rock star. Yeah. And then, like, you can— Needle drop. Needle drop. Like, you could make this fit in—especially in this scene. They just, like—it just felt like they were too lazy to make it happen. I didn't realize this was the second Great Big World song they've done. Yeah, because they did the This Is The New Year. This Is The New Year, which is also by them. Yeah. But they never did say something? I don't think so, which is kind of surprising. Which is wild, because I feel like that's the one everyone knows. That's the one everyone knows. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that would have been such a Glee song. A hundred percent. Like, literally any one of those kids could have sang it. Yeah, for real. All right, well, anyway, they sing it. It's fine. It's fine. It's not great. And it's weird that it's in the same guitar shop as last time. Yes. Find new places. Um... Anyway, Rachel's in her car. She feels nothing in there. She's feeling isolated. She's losing her authenticity. How she's going to be a famous Broadway actor when she has no life experience to pull from. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So she gets out of the car in the middle of Chinatown to find some tea, and that's the scene. 
That's literally it. She's like, I have to be a real person, just like Artie said. I'm going to go get pick up something that these kids from Ohio, Ohio would have never had before. And you're like, right. they've n- never had Chinese food in Ohio. Probably true. I mean, probably not good Chinese food. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and she for, goes there for culture. Whatever. Yeah. For a minute, I thought um, she was by the GW Bridge. Mm. And I was like, that's very much not Chinatown, but it would have she's been. Not probably inappropriate but it would have been funny to have her get robbed the second she got out of the car because then she can go back to Artie and be like i'm so sorry i get I'm, it like, actually look, look you're right okay I, I i take it all back yeah uh but no she doesn't get robbed she just no. learns more about herself and grows she, she just walks down chinatown yep um blaine wants to make it up to kurt so he starts, uh, his love language, I guess, is marking out floor plans. It's being type A. Yeah. So Sam comes back into the apartment, um, asks if somebody died because of all the tape, and Blaine's like, does this look like this a is... body outline to you? Yeah. Sam assumes all masking tape uh, is related to murder. I want to know how that correlation came about. Too much law and order. He's never seen anyone use masking tape for anything else. If, it, if there's tape on the floor, it's got to be a body. Got to be a body. Which makes sense when you're a New Yorker. Exactly. As we know that he is now because he got the new haircut. Yeah, he's a new haircut. Um, and he's also a professional model because he booked his first modeling job. Yay! It's Hooray. for booty contouring underwear for men. I'm almost 100% sure those are a real product at this point. 100%. I've definitely seen ads for, like, slacks that are like, they lift your butt. Mm-hmm. So Sam's going to move out. He's going to move into an apartment with a bunch of other yeah, models. Yeah, he gets free housing through the modeling agency, which I don't know enough about the modeling agency to know if that's true. So I mean, the closest thing I can think of is uh, in New Girl when Cece lives with a bunch of other models as well, but I don't know if that's a modeling agency thing or, like, a circumstance kind of thing. right. Or like America's Next Top Model, where they get free housing, but then they're on a TV show, so that doesn't exactly. They America's also get Next like, Top Model is, is not a good uh, barometer for how the modeling world works. Right. Also, shout out to uh, J.W. Crump, Pod Leadum. Hey. Go listen to it. Um, um. Yeah. So there goes Sam. There goes Sam. Uh, and Blaine's like kind of sad that like now it's actually happening. Right, because now it's like. They're going like Sam's his best friend. That's his buddy. He likes having him around. Now he's stuck with Kurt. Uh, yeah, and now the box between him and Kurt is just getting smaller, I guess. And then Kurt does come home, and he kind of flips out about Blaine's type A mapping out of this floor plan. Um, it's a fight where they're, like, very much both kind of right. Like, um, right. Kurt is, like, you're coming in and just messing, like, moving stuff around and making all these decisions when this is our house. Blaine is like, I was like, which one? Um, Blaine is like, well, I don't really feel like this is my house. It's all just, like, your stuff and your choices, and you haven't really given me, like, the space to make it feel like my own. Like, I don't feel like I I live here, and, like, Blaine doesn't feel like he has a space and he's, like, like it's his apartment. Kurt feels strangled by having, like, Blaine move in and want to make changes. Like, it's fair. It's fair. They clearly jumped into this, like, oh, well, when you move to New York, you'll just live with me, and didn't, like, think that through. Right. Um, yeah, they get they have a reasonable fight. They have a reasonable fight. 
I do appreciate that Kurt was like, this isn't like McKinley where you can just barge in and do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, that's a fair point. Blaine's very used to things going his way. Yeah. Everything coming up Blaine. And Kurt's had a whole year of living with just Rachel and, like, becoming his own person, so. Yeah. Important. We get a quick cut of Artie then just stopping in front of the Port Authority subway station with people being like, get out of the way. And I'm like, honestly, fair, because that is the worst corner to just stop on. And to add insult to injury, then he gets uh, splashed by an oncoming car. Right. Bummer. And that's it. That's the scene. That's the scene. Sad, Artie, sad. That was, yeah, that was a a commercial break for me. Mm -hmm. We then have Blaine storming into Elliot's apartment. um, Yeah. He, like did some real sleuthing there to find his apartment because he's yeah. like not on social media. Well, um, he's like, he's like, I'm, I don't have your number and we're not friends on Facebook because I was waiting for you to friend me first. Right. But you didn't. And like all of Blaine's like jealousy and security comes out. Cause he's like, I've been suspicious ever since you posted that selfie last season or earlier this season. I don't remember which, um, I guess it was earlier this season. And you're trying to steal Kurt away from me. Kurt thinks you're cool and, like, talks about you all the time. And now is, like, doesn't like me anymore. And Elliot is, in all of his wisdom, is there to be, like... Slow your roll. Calm down. Have this guitar. It's like a body pillow. It will calm you down, which did make me laugh. Yes. And we get a little bit of Blaine vulnerability here. Yeah. Where he's, like, I just, I want to make it real. Like, the more I try, the more I push him away. Um... And Elliot's like, you just got to give him some space, man. And Blaine's like, you're right. Yeah, they just but they also, need more boundaries. Right. And and Elliot's like, listen, whenever I'm with Kurt, all he does is talk about you. So clearly. You're, it's like the same thing he said, right? He's like, you're clearly meant for each other. You guys just need to, like, have a talk about your relationship and where you're at in it right now. Boundaries. Yeah. Fair. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then Blaine's like, OK, cool. I'm going to go do that. And Elliot's like, no, no, no. We're going to go jam out. Yeah. Yeah. Especially about the whole calling him a steampunk glitter rock vampire, which, you know, fair. Yeah, true. True. That's kind of Adam Lambert's whole thing. was kind of hoping we were going to get a Star Child Blaine duet here. Ugh, that would have been so good. Because I would have quite liked that, but no dice. No dice. They just, like, pretend to sing. Missed opportunity. Truly. I don't remember if we get a song between the two of them. I feel like we probably don't, and now I'm sad. Yeah, bummer. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, We do get an Artie-Rachel scene next. Yes. I have a question. I'd love to hear it. And I'm genuinely asking, have we ever seen Rachel and Artie have, like, a conversation? Not probably just a civil one. I feel like most of the time when they're talking, one of them is accusing the other one of something. Mostly, like, Artie being like, Rachel, you're such a bitch. Right. But never have we seen, like, Artie and Rachel like coming together over common matters or common ground because this whole scene rachel's like hey you were right let's go take the subway together um right i know call me out you need help you need protection which is kind of condescending and i need to like a reality check so i don't become a a, like conceited person yeah and Artie's um, like, that's great. I love this for us. Right. And one of them's like, well, because New York is so much better with a friend. And I'm like, okay, yes, I could. Yes, I would technically yeah. call them friends. But it's never like, 
We never had a Rachel Artie plot line. No. They're friends the same way, like, suddenly Santana and Rachel were friends just because they both were on the same set at the same time, you know? Right, right. Which, um, like, that, that stood out to me. This felt like their first actual conversation. It probably was. Also, this is a great plan, except for the fact that, like, how are you going to, is like, do they go on the same exact commute every day? Like, we don't do even we, know where Artie lives. Do I we assume. know where Artie goes to school? Film school in Brooklyn. Okay. So he could be anywhere. Presumably he lives on campus. Um, It's not okay. explained. But yeah, like, they, they're going to the same. Why, if he goes to film school in Brooklyn and she needs to get to uh broadway every day like that's right seems inconvenient for at least someone <laughs> yeah at least one of the two are going out of their way yep and like we get the song i don't know what it's called it's called don't sleep on the subway or in the subway okay it was actually also recorded by petunia clark who sang our first song today yes yes so, she did yeah called don't sleep in the subway it's fine. It's fine. I, I genuinely didn't... thought this was going to be the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. That would have been funnier. I didn't really pay attention to this number. Me neither. Sorry. If this is your favorite song on Glee, I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, it's good for you and everything. But also, the main thing I was focusing on here was like trying to make the New York City geography in this world make sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was trying to track like what trains they were on because they start the song in Union, uh, Union Square. Yep. So ostensibly, they're waiting for a Q train, an NQR train, mm-hmm. or a four or five six train, yeah, or an L train. They do say later that they were on the L. They do say later they were on the L, but they end up in Times Square. Hmm. Yeah, so, that is confusing. So they could be starting out on the Q train because you could take the Q from Fourteenth Street Union Square directly to Times Square, Mm -hmm. that would make sense. However, in the back of one of these shots appears to be, and maybe I'm just misreading the blurry sign behind them, appears to be a sign that would say NQR ACE in this Mm. direction, which means that they would be getting off at Times Square on a one, two, or three train. And I'm wondering where exactly they would be transferring to get a one, two, or three because Times Square is the next place that those two converge. Right. So that was what my brain was thinking about. Is I mean, ha- like, yes, they could have gone NQR up to Times Square, walk across the platform, end up in the one, two, three line. But why? Because the one, two, three, I don't know if the two, well, the one's not going to take them to Brooklyn. The two or the three will take them to Brooklyn, but is it going to take them to the spot where they live? And we know from when they first moved into the loft that it's not really convenient to a subway, right? Right. And we know it's it's in Bushwick. So, and if it's in Bushwick, it is definitely not off of one, two, or three. All right. I pulled it up on YouTube because now I'm invested. Um, So, yeah, they're walking. They're definitely in Union Square. Yeah, what's the green one? Four, five, or six. It says four, five, six, NQRL. Correct. On, yeah, that side, which is not the side that they are getting on. And that side definitely says Times Square, I think. So they're getting on the opposite side that is not going to Times Square. So, which means they'd be going downtown. Yes. 
which they have so, already sung about. Right. So already they're in the wrong. How do they get to Times Square? Yep. Oh, God, this is the kind of subway train I'd hate to be on, too, if everyone's suddenly dancing. Yeah. Right. So right. And and they're on the subway they're on, you can say it says, like, the little, like, thing on the side says. Yeah. It, it's going to it's uh, it's going to Utica Avenue. Yep, and it says Brooklyn underneath right. it, which Goodness. I think is a... Utica Avenue, Brooklyn. Hmm. This so is just, what. I... Yeah, no, we're we're in investigation mode now. Yes, we are. Um, okay, so New York City Express Four to Utica. That's the four train, and the three train. Mm-hmm. But the three train isn't going to stop at Union Square. So it could be the four train. But then how are they getting? They would have to be taking the shuttle at uh, at 42nd Street Grand Central to go across to Times Square, which Square. they could be taking. But f- from the action of the sequence, they get right looks, off. They get they get on a train and they get off at Times Square. We they get off s- the train that's going to Utica Avenue in Times Square in Times Square. Which is not something it can do from where we are. All right, Glee, you fucked up. And we have spent, for a number that I basically (laughs) barely watched the first time, we've now dissected it fully. Well, because I'm like, what's there to talk about this episode? Like, yeah, it's true. People are mad at each other. Okay. The only Rachel and Artie duet I ever did, according to this top YouTube comment from six years ago. Fine. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, anyway. Um, guess who's in the next scene? Charles fucking Melton. Yeah, guy from Riverdale. <laughs> yes, the guy from Riverdale, indeed. Reggie from Riverdale. Um, or young man from May December. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that. Me neither. Um, and so Charles is like, "Hey, welcome to the model house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be living with Sam. That's your roommate." And Sam's like, "Oh, cool. That's my name." But the twist: she's a hot lady. She's a hot lady, and Sam's like, "Everything rules. Everything I love is being great." A um, and that's the scene. <laughs> that's the scene. They do a lot of like blackout scenes, as it were, as yep. we would call it in sketch comedy. Um. So we go back to the loft. Uh, we see Blaine moodily walk back into the into the loft while Kurt is waiting there. Yes. He's like, so you went to see Elliot. He texted Six hours him. ago. Six hours ago. And then here's here's the difference between Kurt and Blaine. And I, I feel like this is like a, a real personality test moment. They're both like, well, I had to go think, right? Right. So Blaine is like, I took a water taxi to go to the Statue of Liberty to think. Whereas Kurt is like, yeah, I went to the High Line. And to yeah. me, one of those is extremely normal, and one of those is cuckoo banana pans. And they're both extremely out of the way. Yes. But, like, at least for Kurt, it's like, okay, it's a long subway ride, probably a good amount of walking. But the High Line is a nice a nice walk, even in the winter. You know, it's free. Yeah. Going it's free. to the Statue of Liberty is, like, a six-hour affair. Yes. Like, and that assumes Blaine got on, looked at the Statue of Liberty, and turned around and went right back on the way home. Like, right. Blaine decided he needed to think, and he's like, you know what I would love to do? Wait in line for a very long for time. For a boat. Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess it does give him plenty of time to think, though. Yeah, and it, and to be fair, it's also is like person who has been living in New York for a year versus person who's been living in New York for a couple a months. Day. Where yeah. he's like, for a couple months, you're right. Where he's like, oh, I should go see the Statue of Liberty. That's a real New York thing. And then it probably okay. went. And he's like, I will never do this again. <laughs> right. Can't even go up at it that much anymore. No, no, you can't. And so they. Blaine thinks that he should move out. Yeah, they should take a step back for to like for their own good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not working out. The uh, the way they had hoped, I guess, would be the right because they were apart for so long, and so now that they're just right. all of a sudden together all the time, that's that's a lot. That's quite the whiplash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's frankly a very like kind of adult perspective to have on this relationship where they're like we don't want to oh, break yeah. up but it's just too much we're not we weren't ready to live together right um especially as 19 18 year olds yeah um they don't need that pressure right now as they right. say yeah um and it's they like they say they're not going backwards they're just protecting something that's they, very precious yeah, to them i thought it was quite uh quite nice yeah you know. what a good little maturing moment yes and then we cut to Sam and Sam. Sam and Sam. Ha, ha, ha. Um, yes, Sam is like, this is great. I love living with this hot woman. And then she's like, do you want some drugs? All models take like, drugs. And he was like, what? And then, yes, yeah, Sam becomes like a walking dare ad and is like, I can't be here. Say no to drugs. I gotta leave. <laughs> this isn't what I want. Uh, you know, I imagine that Will Schuster was the dare teacher Yes. In Lima, Ohio. Fun fact, D.A.R.E. has to be taught by a cop in uniform. Um, You're right. You are right. That's just a fun fact about the D.A.R.E. program, which does not exist anymore. Um, Oh, is it? Is it defunct now? I think so. Wow. I might have just be, I might be speaking out of turn here. Uh, Let's investigate. We're already in investigate mode. Oh, maybe not. No, it still has a CEO. Wow. Where is Dare? <laughs> Where is Dare? I do love that you can, the second you search Dare, everything that comes up immediately is the anti-drug program that never actually worked. Failing yep. American youth and taxpayers for 30, hold on, 30 years. Yep. Wow. I, I did Dare. It came to my school. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. It was very, that was par for the course in the 80s 90s and aughts so presumably sam has been through a dare program i can't imagine he wasn't and it shows yeah uh sam would be a dare kid yeah um Um, anyway he leaves yes (laughs) he's like i don't want to be around all these models with all these drugs i'm afraid Um, of drugs say no to them nancy reagan taught me that yeah then everyone's at the loft uh rachel and Artie. it turns out found the guy who robbed him and then pepper sprayed him. Yep, on an enclosed subway, which seems wild to me. Wild, wild. On a, like a crowded subway, he was yeah. fully sitting next to people. Yeah, and even better, it's not he didn't. He was also a hoarder, so he still had all this stuff that he stole from Artie. So there's no problems at all anymore. Everything is great. Yep. And uh, then Mercedes comes in. Surprise! Mercedes is here. Surprise. Um. Yeah, so she missed all her friends. Yep. And uh, 
she convinced i it sounded like she convinced the label to move her to harlem yes or although does it i don't know i think she feel looks like it my eye was like this is also supposed to be brooklyn because it looks i i thought she said something about um she said she wants like the harlem feel well she said like oh yeah all i had to do was tell my label that i needed the east coast harlem bebop uptown kind of vibe Right. Which I think we're supposed to take as a joke that she just said, like, urban words. Yeah. yeah. And they caved. But, like, I don't know. I don't know enough about New York architecture. I mean, I mean, those brownstones are everywhere. Like, yeah, that fair. could have been Harlem. That could have been Upper West Side. That could have been a lot of places in Brooklyn. So it would make full sense to me if she exactly did that and was like, I need to move to New York for, like, urban, quote unquote, purposes. And. They're like, okay, find a place. And she's like, right around the corner from my friends. Yes. Um, Yeah, so we get Mercedes and Sam inside alone, setting some stuff up. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, so what about us? And Mercedes is like, what about us? Fuck no. What about trust? What about trust? That's the line from High School Musical. So it turns out that Mercedes is going to rent that second bedroom out to Sam and Blaine. Hooray. Hooray. Glee kids, hooray. Yep. I um, do like that she was like, I will bite your wax lips off. That was fun. Yes, because Sam is like, yeah, what do we do about this undeniable sexual tension? Um, she's, and like, she's like, no. fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, and the, Rachel's a bit weird and annoying again because she has to go back to theater for Yeah, but she's checks. like, but it's a joke. I'm not actually becoming a diva again. I'm just... Okay. I'm just being me okay and so then we finish the episode on people from funny girl yes and it's intercut with the rest of the crew living their lives because now we're all in new york and we love new york and we're here and we're glee kids and we all get to hooray we all get together for a potluck yep it's sweet it's It's rachel berry yeah it's it's, rachel Rachel berry Berry, michelle sing funny girl song yep Cool. And I feel like she's singing it as Barbara, you know, but yeah, she's doing it a real big Barbara impression, and it's yeah. and it's fine. It's you fine. know, they they were like, we're getting our money's worth of this Funny Girl soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> of the rights that we purchased. Yep. And and that's the episode. That's it. That's our that's New New York. That's New New York, baby. This is the next chapter of Glee. The Truly. fuck Ohio chapter. The fuck Ohio chapter want to talk about music i guess yeah you know there was a a good amount of it this episode it started off quick and then sort of petered out we have one two three four five six songs uh wild that two of them are by the same artist this episode um your choices are downtown you make me feel so young best day of my life rock star don't sleep in the subway or people I might do downtown, actually. I 100% agree, which like, is a kind of a shock because it's not like normally the vibe, but it was a yeah. good cover. Everyone sounded good. Rachel sounded really good. Yeah. A fun group number. You know, you're not going to get that in anywhere else. It, it, and it was right for the moment. It was a good theatrical yes. moment in the show. And it was, a, like you said, it was a good cover of a good song. It was. It worked fine with it especially for an episode that had such underwhelming music like Correct. that one it that started one out so the strong best. and then went yes. yeah kind of nosedive from there um, <laughs> but yeah that was our 
that was that's it. Welcome to that's it. to New York. Here it is. It's been um, waiting for us. God damn it. Um, yeah. So uh, if you want to check out the show, uh, we're on social media channels at yep, Glee sure Aggressive. Are. Uh, gleeaggressive at gmail.com uh, what should they write in about this week Karina? Write in and tell us um, what your favorite car commercial song is send us your favorite car commercials oh you know what mine is mine is when they took that uh, oh you only need the light when it's burning low uh, because they did something really cute with like horses and dogs once yeah I know exactly what friendship. you're talking about and it makes yeah. me sad yes they I, I don't know if it was Subaru on that one, but whoever did it, it did probably it right was. There. Man, Subaru knows what they're doing. Anyway, where can people find you, Karina? Um, you can find me on both TikTok and Blue Sky under the same handle, which is Epic Adventure of. And you can find me at iBroski on all of the social media channels or websites or apps or whatever. What am I talking about? Yeah, I download Broski. the Ian Brodsky app. Yeah, download the Ian Brodsky app. Um, it's very, very cool. Yes. Yeah. We are here. We're in our New York era, as it were. Yeah. So excited to be here. Um, thank you for listening to us. Oh, um, you can join us next week where we will be talking about the next episode, which is entitled Bash. Oh, no. It could be about a party. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. My bad. Could be a party episode. Who's to say? It could be. Um, you, let's, you'll find out next time. Yes, which means, Ian, did this episode of New York Glee make you want to watch another episode of Glee? No. Yeah, it's it's really a sad train chugging along at this point, huh? Uh, it has no brakes. It, it has no brakes, but it's also going roughly two miles per hour, and you're like, why can't it just stop and get out of its misery? Uh, exactly. Someone euthanize this train, please. <laughs> please euthanize this train. Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive!